I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. We're the guys from that film, Stu, and this is our latest review, Justice League War World. Directed by Jeff Warmeister, Justice League War World is the animated superhero action film based on the DC characters that make up the Justice League. It is the 12th animated Justice League movie and is the seventh installment in the Tomorrowverse universe. The movie is out now, but if you haven't watched Justice League War World yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. So, Luke, what is Justice League War World about? After being kidnapped and transported to a strange world, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman unite to form a resistance and lead the planet to freedom. I want to start off. I want to start off by saying this because I feel like I need to get all, all the positive stuff about this movie, which I do with little quotation thingies with my fingers. Uh, the performances, like the voice. I'm I'm really liking the the voice actors that they've got. I mean, obviously, with this Tomorrowverse continuity, we're getting obviously returning voice actors, you know, such as you know, or Dan Chris as, as Clark Kent, Superman, Jensen Ackles as Bruce Wayne. I'm really enjoying just hearing them again, doing stuff. All of that's pretty good. Um, that's all I've got. And I'm not even joking. Okay, now you speak. <laughs> what do you mean? You've got no more positives about nope, the whole movie? No, nope, not at all. You go. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, let me say this. I have watched this movie twice. Twice? In preparation for this review. It may be, it. I mean, I've got to be honest, partly because I did buy this on Blu-ray and I really mm. wanted to get my money's worth. So I thought, I own it. I'm going to watch it twice. And not just this. I went back and rewatched Green Lantern, Beware My Power and Legion of Superheroes because I wanted to be fresh. Because keep in mind, right, we knew after watching the Legion of Superheroes at the end, you've got the terrorist organization called Dark Circle. Superman and Batman are transported and they go away. And the only thing you see is the burned circle on the ground. And we assumed that's leading into War World, but this is a different thing that's going on. This is not Dark Circle. This is something else. This is Mongol. And then if we jump right to the end, because let's just do what we want with this review, you jump right to the end <laughs> of the movie. And As if it matters. <laughs> this movie's actually setting up another movie, which is the recently announced Justice League Crisis on Earth's animated movie, which is one of two animated films coming out from DC next year. The other one being Watchmen. So I'm like, right, okay, because this movie kind of, it doesn't end, it just stops, and it's just setting up something else. And I thought, if we go back to, we had the Justice Society World War II movie, we had the two-part Batman The Long Halloween movies, and then, of course, Green Lantern and Legion of Superheroes. I thought they were leading to Justice League War World. Again, I went out and bought the Blu-ray. I thought this movie was going to be a big thing. 
And it ends up just being set up for another thing, which we're now told is going to be the big thing. But I do have some positives, but I want to get that out of the way because I kind of did think the Tomorrowverse movies were all building to this one film. And it's it ends up being a stopgap before the main event. I mean, look, it's this this entry is the most episodic of, you know, if we were to compare this, the, like the whole Tomorrowverse thing as as a series, this is the most close to a to a television episode of something. Like you said, it doesn't end exactly. It gets to this cliffhanger. And then it's like credits as if, oh, cool, man, like can't wait till next week when we watch, you know. The next episode to find out how the gang gets out of this little little problem it, it literally it doesn't finish and this isn't like a you know like war world part one and then it was like okay i kind of knew uh this is like just a movie that just doesn't have an ending and that's because of this continuity where i i guess they feel like they can just go cool next like you know keep watching them all to get the full story. And it's like, I don't know. I think at the end of it, you still need to, and they have for the most part been doing that, even the continuity before this one, you would still get the standalone movies, a complete movie with, with ties to the next thing with some setup and that's all good. And you can have that and those threads, those through lines, but there, there's nothing here. And what this actually is to, to bring my point up, it's not, it's not even a movie. This really is, and and maybe it is because of the the narrative structure of this film. Film, I don't know. It's twenty minute segments. It's basically an anthology little little piece. It's twenty minute little mini films, little mini movie, short stories, pieced together with a connective thing in the final in the final act. When when they realise. They're on Warworld. I, I honestly, I get what you're saying. It does feel episodic. It does feel like TV. When we reviewed Legion of Superheroes, that's what we said about that one. It felt like the pilot for TV series. <laughs> yeah. All the movies before that, you know, and again, I did a rewatch of Green Lantern Beware My Power. Really enjoyed. I've seen it three times now. Really did enjoy it. It's um, it really sets up. John Stewart, and and honestly, it makes me excited to see that version of John Stewart again because, you know, they really built the character up. Like, there's, you know, he's got an intimidating quality about him, but he's a good guy and he's got the power. So it would be really cool to see him again. But with Crisis, who knows, you know, what that storyline is going to be. But Green Lantern holds up. Long Halloween, they hold up. The JSA like, yeah, movie, was... the, they're really good. So it's like Legion of Superheroes was the one where it's like, oh, I'm not too sure. And which, you know, it does have good qualities. But then this one, yeah, it does feel episodic. Because watching it the second time, I was watching out for it more. So this is the longest one they've done so far. It is a full 90 minutes. When it starts with the Western, 20 minutes, then you've got the... Conan, the barbarian style era with Batman, uh, Warlord, 20 minutes. And then you get 20 minutes, the black and white sci-fi with Superman. And then your final half hour is 
is on Warworld, where they all know the truth about what's happening. Martian Manhunter is involved. But the way they've broken it up, it really does feel like TV. But I've got to be honest, especially the Wonder Woman segment, I love that. I thought that was excellent. Wonder Woman on horseback. She's a cowboy. She's shooting guys through the head. You know, it's pretty gory. I mean, this in the US is an R-rated movie. For us here in Australia, MA-15, there's gore, death, bad language, Western, of course. <laughs> Jonah Hex is in there. But then he's doing questionable things. But then you find out it's not really them. It is, but it isn't. They've just got their memories. So I did like what they were doing with the settings. And then you've got, you know, Batman. And it looks like um, Batman from that Grant Morrison storyline from years ago. Uh, what was it called? Um, the Return of Bruce Wayne or something. It was after Final Crisis when Batman was believed to have been dead. But he was shot by... Dark side Omega Beams and got blasted back through time. And then each comic, it was Batman in a different time period. And one of the early ones, it had him looking like he does in this movie. So I thought that was, you know, pretty cool. We've got Bruce Wayne, the long hair. He starts with a cowl, but then he, he loses it. And just featuring some obscure characters like Wonder Woman teaming up with Batlash in the Western time. And then you've got Batman teaming up with Warlord and then Superman and King Faraday. So I was enjoying these more obscure DC characters turning up. And in the diner, in the sci-fi, you've got characters like Snapper Carr, who was like in the Justice League comics back in the 70s or 60s. And he just let you click his fingers and he was a fan of the Justice League, he was like their number one fan. So they're bringing these characters in, and I, I think I definitely had a better time with it. I, than, I think how I was feeling when when the movie opened with like the Western setting, I was like, I was like, this is pretty cool for about the first five minutes, and then after that, I was like, oh wow, okay, the novelty definitely has gone. Like, I think it would have worked. I, I mean, I think I was just expecting something completely different. I was like, this would have been cool as like a five minute opener, then give us the title card and then have, and then go explore where the other characters are and what they're doing. Maybe if they had like cut between, you know, the characters rather than have it play as, like I said, like anthology style, if they mix it up where we kept jumping back and forth between the different stories and, and different things happening, maybe that would have played better and then served the purpose of hey this is a film this is a movie there are characters in different locations rather than this story this story this story, i know but that's not that and then but that's how it unfolds though because wonder woman achieves what she does in the west or in the western segment and then when you're with batman that wonder woman has now moved and she's with him and then you she's... get batman later in the yeah, and she's a background yeah. character at first, and then she's a prisoner, and then you realize, you know, she can fight, and she's got the lasso of truth, and she's, you know, doing all of that. And then, yes, then both Batman and Superman, or no, both Batman and Wonder Woman, and then with Superman. My thing, right, is that we've been waiting for Wonder Woman because we we did get her in the JSA movie, but what you find out in that film, and I'm assuming if you listen to this, you have seen those other movies you find out that Flash is actually on Earth 2 and he's not actually gone back to his past. He's on a different Earth. 
So you meet Wonder Woman, but she's not yet the Wonder Woman that you would expect to be teaming up with the Justice League in the Tomorrowverse because Flash returns to Earth-1. So we had Wonder Woman, but not the Wonder Woman. When we get the characters together here, Wonder Woman says to Clark, you are Superman, but you are much younger. You're not the Superman I know. So it's like, once again, so this is even another different Wonder Woman and not necessarily potentially the Tomorrowverse one. But are we to believe that Batman and Superman are from the same Earth? They're not really clear. But then when Harbinger appears at the end and says there's a crisis coming, well, that's heroes from different points of time and universes anyway. So does it even really matter? Well, and that's it. it. And yeah, you, you kind of left thinking, you know, we're in this, we're in this Tomorrowverse continuity, but who are our actual core characters? Like, and Superman then, and then and introducing, introducing, you know, crisis is, is, is coming. And like you said, there's going to be multiple universes and interpretations of characters versions of characters you know like which ones are we meant to care about which ones are the prime ones i'm struggling to be like okay how am i going to go into it and start rooting for particular characters or care about any outcome of how crisis is going to resolve itself if i don't even know which freaking characters i'm actually attached to like you said how do we know that the Batman and Superman in this movie, or this Wonder Woman in this movie, is are even re- like the same like relevant ones? They could be. It's a through line. No, I reckon with Superman, it's safe to say with Superman and Batman, it's just because they I make think, they make it obvious that it's not Wonder Woman, and just like Martian Manhunter that they rescue, and should say he dies in this movie. Martian Manhunter dies, and he's a character that first appeared in. The Man of Tomorrow, where the Tomorrowverse, you know, term comes from. Superman, the Man of Tomorrow. We've got Lobo. He's back in this, so it does feel a connection. But one more thing on the different versions of the characters. So we had, and we've had, you know, what anywhere up to ten films now. I'd need to run the numbers. I can't remember how many films it's been. But in this Tomorrowverse, oh you know, it's going to be less this than is that. the seventh. The seventh. Okay, so this is the seventh, right? And we had a story where Clark forgot that he was Superman. We've done that already in Justice Society World War II. That literally happened. You know, in the black and white segments, he was a photographer, he had a mustache, and then (laughs) it was revealed he was really Superman. So they've done that storyline before. Before we wrap up, I just want to say this, a concern that I have, because there is a big fan base for the new 52 continuity of films that started with Justice League War. What happened with Crisis and Infinite Earths in the comics, you had the modern Superman, which is this Tomorrowverse Superman, but then he teams up with the Golden Age Superman and the Golden Age universe. My concern is that they're going to treat that new 52 continuity as their version of the Golden Age and have them come back and have Jerry O'Connell's Superman team yeah, with the Darren Chris Superman. I can honestly say that. And I do think this continuity will absolutely end with Justice League, Crisis on Infinite Earths, with everything that James Gunn, Peter Safran are doing at DC Studios, you know, the starting phase one with Gods and Monsters. 
they've said that actors who are cast, whether it's live action animation, it's all yeah. the same. So I think they're gonna they kill take, this. They're gonna kill it. They're gonna take Tomorrowverse yeah. off the board. But for the short time we've had it, and maybe you know, who knows? Maybe they'll continue <laughs> it. But I do think that would be that's absolutely my guess that they're gonna wrap it up. Um Speaking of wrapping up, if you're going to rate this movie out of five, yeah, look, I mean, look, with what you just said there, look, I, I'd say I'm glad, <laughs> just just kill it, because I'll be honest, like after watching this, I'm like, if they could tell me, if you can tell me that there's just one more movie in this continuity, fine, but if you were like, hey, look, it's just going to keep going, I'm done. I'm like legitimately, I'm done with them. Um, this, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. I just couldn't with this movie. <laughs> like by the end of it, I was just like, "What was that? Why did I?" And you're right, ninety minutes. It's long. It's a long. It's a long one of these. It started strong with Man of Tomorrow. I enjoyed the Batman uh, Long Halloween thing, and but then ever since then, it's been. I I, I just really haven't enjoyed the this run so. I'm ready for him to kill it. Maybe Crisis will be fun. Maybe I won't give a shit, but I'll I'll watch it and hopefully that's it. I'm gonna give this one a big fat one out of five. This was this was horrible. <laughs> like this was just <laughs> this was just I hated it. I hate it so much. Some cool shit. Some cool shit. Artistic. Yeah. Okay. Like styles and stuff. Yeah. But nah, this was shit. This was not a movie. This wasn't a movie, and it wasn't. It wasn't anything here. This was shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've just remembered before I do my rating, a thing that I did like. It's a different interpretation of Mongol. Like they normally is a big hulk of a creature. Like, you know, he's powerful enough to go blow for blows with Superman. What they've done differently here, it seems very much like a like if you think Lord of the Rings, like Gollum and the Ring, like he needs it. Because if he, he needs it to use its power, but also the ring is using him. And you definitely get that impression what's happening in this movie. So for Mongol, he's bringing like pain to feed War World. And, and then that's the thing that, like, you know, I, there's like a, a vein or that's not been tapped into. And that's when they attack Mongol, is exposed and, you know, and he dies before War World explodes. But it's like, he has always been in the comics and in the animated series, Superman animated series, Justice League. He's always been in control. It's a ship, like, and he's in charge of that. But there's definitely a thing here where he's also been used. And although he's trying to get more powerful, he's a prisoner of his own war world. So that's something I got from it, which I thought was pretty cool. I've read a none lot of, of Superman comics. is in this. There's none of, like, that's not. That's but I mean, I, I, okay, maybe I just read into it, but I got it from this movie that he was very much, yeah. I got it that he was, again, I've watched it twice. <laughs> I've seen it more times than you. But it always just seems like you, like you, you need to bring the knowledge and baggage with you to, to, to fully enjoy these things. Which it's, is a why take, it's a different take, though. It's a different take. So no, it's, different they're not takes doing are fine, but these stories could be rich and fulfilling and like explore these characters. They don't do that. But anyway, sorry, you're ready. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But well, I'm not going to come in as low as a, as a one. I, I'm, I'm going to recommend this. Like it, there's clearly things that I liked about it. 
disappointed by the ending because I thought it was going to be like an event we're building to. Um, but there's definitely things to recommend. And honestly, when it came, when it comes to these characters, I used to just want to see Superman as Superman, Batman as Batman, Wonder Woman as Wonder Woman. I was never a massive fan of Elseworlds when I was younger. It's like, just give me the actual characters, not these variations or whatever. But I'm into it more now. Maybe I've been, because of how long I've been reading comics. So seeing a Western with Wonder Woman, I thought was cool. Interesting, yeah. And it is. So, yeah, I'm going to come in at a three out of five. Yeah, I definitely would. And I'm recommending this one. All right. Well, that's it for our review of Justice League War World. Uh, if you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows also have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Barbie and Oppenheimer and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Meg 2, The Trench. You've been listening to Jason. And you've been listening to Luke. We're the guys from that film studio. See you soon.